Hello and welcome to the second tier betting, your specialist pod for punting in the championship. This weekend's uh, episode is done remotely, so bear with us if there's any lags or delays. Uh, but you're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, and professional tipster Matthew O'Regan. Matthew, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm great, mate. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad at all. Now, before we get into it, I wanted to put you on the spot. I hadn't pre-warned you about this, but I've got a question for you. Luton, currently ninth, nine points above the drop, but obviously Nathan Jones has just moved on to pastures new, Southampton in the Premier League. I wanted to ask you, before we get into the betting, they're 33-1 to 1 to go down. Are you like, going anywhere near that? No. In a word. Is, I just... I just think there's too many like teams like Wigan, Blackpool, Huddersfield, like there's too many teams down there that will that yeah, just don't have enough. And I think Luton and a club like us, the Jones have done well there, but the foundations are there for another manager to take over and fit in seamlessly. So it's not all to do with the manager Luton, it's how they run behind the scenes and everything. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. I, the reason I ask is because a lot of the talk uh, since his departure, has had life at Luton after Jones. And I'm, I've got to say, I'm in the same boat as you. I think, like you say, the foundations are there. He's got enough quality. I don't think it hinges entirely. Their success has hinged entirely on him in the second spell while he is a large factor in it. But, um, yeah, it's always there's always opportunities betting, particularly in this league, with change of circumstances. So it's always worth considering. Uh, but out, a bit of the... Um, Outside markets and trying to find an excuse to back big prices, but yeah, I won't be going near the thirty-three to one on them to go down either. So this is the second tier betting. What we're going to do is give you our three best bets for the championship action this weekend. Hopefully, bringing you some more winners, and we're going to continue with the cheeky little feature we're putting at the end. So stay tuned to find out what we're backing in uh, some a big odds double at the end of the episode. But please do remember, this is a gambling podcast and gambling comes with risks. Uh, with risks. So remember to always gamble responsibly. And if you are unsure, uh, visit BeGamblerWare.com. So before we get into it, can we get a recap on your results last weekend, please, Matthew? Yeah, so I finally got my first winner in, in that, which was second half party. Fucking fake. Birmingham flew in really seven cards overall. It was good to get a win there, and then I bewildered how the next best didn't win. I had uh, Swansea beat <laughs> Wigan. Swansea ended. I was saying how Swansea would pass Wigan to death, and if Swansea managed to score two plus, which they've been doing, Wigan won't be able to because uh, Wigan haven't scored two plus in eight games. What do Wigan go and do? They're, uh, they go. They go 2 0 up in 16 minutes, so that fucking blew out the water. But through 2 all in the end, Swansea came back to 2 all. Had 77% possession, 2.02 xG. Wigan had four shots, but yeah, somehow a 2 all draw, so that was a loss there. And the long shot, Blackpool and Watford both drew a blank, so obviously Sarah and Yates didn't score, even though they had four shots each. So on another day, could have had it, but one out of three, then that landing, better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Good to get your first win on the board. It's desperately unlucky with Swansea. I was, I was laughing when, when I saw how that game went, especially after uh, the details you went in when you when you tipped them. Uh, I did okay. Black 
Blackburn, edge past Huddersfield. You said like they've been very fortunate to to get the wins that they had, and the uh, the one nil win they got over Huddersfield was um, certainly just a matter of uh, difference in quality uh, with uh, Brereton Diaz strike the difference. My next best in die to score any time. Uh, I thought the three to one was too big with the with the season he's having been. I think he's he might I, he was the top goal scorer. He nicked one in off his calf, or it might have hit his knee from the second phase of a corner uh, from McBurney's nod down from a corner. So element of fortune to that, but managed to get the uh, the win nonetheless. And for my long shot, I had Rotherham. I don't know if you could tell when we was recording, but that was actually a last minute change. I, I was going to have a different bet, so I was just waffling for the whole explanation. But um, the Millers were unfortunate, not. Not to um, to beat Norwich, I think they uh, created enough. Uh, certainly unlucky to come away with nothing, and of course they uh, they beat Sheffield United in midweek. So I suppose nearly right, clutching at straws a bit, but uh, yeah, give a good account of, uh, of themselves at, at Norwich. So um, moving on to this week, what is your nap for the Championship action this weekend, Matthew? I've gone with a bet builder from Bristol City, Watford, and it's Watford Gold, and over four corners for Watford, which is at 2.1 with bet 365. Um, under Billich, Watford have averaged 5.6 corners per game. In the entirety of the season, they've averaged 5.4 corners per game, but put them fourth in the league for this metric. They've scored a nine out of Billich's 11 games. The two games they didn't, they had a combined XG of 2.69, so unlucky not to score. And then opponents Bristol City in this same time frame where Billich has been there, they've averaged 6.2 corners conceded per game. In the last five, they conceded 8-1, which was against you, which is a big outlier, 11-10-13, an average of 8.6 per game. But this, throughout the entire season, conceded 6.15 corners per game, which is third most in the league. This is five. This average goes down to 5.4 when at home, but only Blackboard conceded more home corners. In terms of clean sheets, they've only kept two clean sheets in 15. One of them was to a West Brom team who had a temporary manager at the time, and the other was a 0-0 versus Coventry who had plenty of chances. So, yeah, I think Watford goal went over four corners at 2.1 is a good bet to have. Yeah, the stats certainly uh, backing that up. And I've been there... Uh... What have you been thinking to the uh, job Billich is doing? He's quietly going about his business, uh, making some improvements. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he's got. It helps. He's got two of the best attackers in the league in Saar and Pedro, who I think is the best player in the league. And yeah, he's he's managed to make them a bit more solid defensively. He's he's, he's getting. He's making Dan Gosling look like Kyle Walker right now. <laughs> he's got centre mid pulling the strings, breaking up play. Yeah, he's, he's getting them playing well, and they're slowly creeping up the league. Yeah, it's amazing to think that like the likes of Saar hasn't even hit top form, and, and they're still like they're still within touching distance of the of the top of the league. So uh, yeah, exciting, exciting times for the Hornets. My nap is I'd, I'd, I was going to leave it and see how I felt as I was saying it, but I'm going to going to err on the side of caution and go for Middlesbrough double chance at Norwich. That's at eight to eleven with Betway, uh, which is slightly better than the. Um, taking them with a half-goal head start on the Asian handicap. And it's two sides going in different directions, I think. The international break looks to be coming at the worst possible time for Borough, who are hitting their stride. They beat Blackpool 3-0 on Tuesday, and I think even that uh, scoreline flattened the Tangerines. There's been steady improvement under Carrick, 
and they, they look to be really hitting form now. There's an uplifted atmosphere around the club, and uh, the bo- the boy fans always travel well, so it, it bodes it bodes well for the visitors, especially considering the uh, things aren't as rosy at Carrow Road where. We were on about it last week, and despite currently sitting fourth, the fans aren't happy with the team selection, style of play, or the performances the uh, the eleven are putting in. To be fair to the fans who are not having Dean Smith, the Canaries only edge past Rotherham, as I, as um, as I touched on when we were recapping last week's results. They they've also drawn to Reading, QPR, and Sheffield United, and have lost to Watford, Burnley. Preston North End and Luton, and that's just since the beginning of October. Obviously, it's been a hectic schedule leading up to the uh, the World Cup break, but but only only one victory and four losses over that period, which is just too much if you're going to be going to be chasing down promotion. So um, I've been quite impressed with the job Carrick's done so far, with the impact he's had um, at Borough, and I think getting them. Around the 1.73 mark to get a result at Norwich, given given how uh, given how sort of hostile things are getting uh, at the Canaries, I think is absolutely uh, fair enough because I fancy I fancy a Borough result. So moving on to the next best selection, what what have you got? Yeah, I'm going for a double chance again. I'm going Rotherham double chance away at Luton at 2.150 with better three six five. As we mentioned, we've mentioned them a couple of times now. Their last three, they defeated Sheffield United away, and then they narrow one goal defeats to Norwich and Burnley, running them very close. Burnley scored two and added time to win that. This season, they've also got results versus Watford and Borough early in the season, so they show so it shows top sides are struggling to break them down. Obviously, they're facing the side who just come from back of a two 0 defeat against Stoke. They didn't really create much. Uh, they've, obviously, they've just lost Nathan Jones to Southampton. Aside from this, they've, they've won one of their last five, and that was against a Blackpool team languishing near the bottom. And in these five games, they've only scored two goals, so they're lacking, they're lacking in attacking areas. And I think Rotherham will come and frustrate them. And if they're, they're facing a team without a manager, without a goal-scoring threat at the moment, Rotherham will fancy their chances of nicking one or even holding them to a nil-nil. So mm. double chance at two point one five, I think, is very big and. and a price you don't normally get in the championship, I don't think, for double chance. Normally very, very evenly matched prices, but I think they're underestimating Rotherham today. No, I, I'm a huge fan of that bet. I like it a lot. Like you say, the the six to, the, the price about the odds against double chance seems suspicious at this level. And they're sort of factoring in uh, Luton's manager leaving. You saw it at the weekend against Stoke, how sort of deflated the performance was now. In the long run, like we we touched on in the intro, we don't think it's going to have that much of an impact on Luton. But in the short term, like it's just, I think it's just going to knock the stuffing out of them. And like we, like mm. uh, like you said, Rotherham going close against Burnley, against Norwich, getting the win over Sheffield United, they they are sort of built to be underdogs. And I think I think they'll enjoy themselves at, at Luton. My next best. Well, before I get into it, we were saying before we recorded it's. The championship's always tough, but this looks like a particularly tough... the hardest one. Yeah. yeah, it's a really tough slate, isn't it? So, I've gone for two chunkier prices for my next best and my long shot, um, just because uh, I was really struggling for, for anything that I was super confident on. Uh, mind you, I do like the look of this next best, 
bet I'm going to have a point on it, and it's a McBurney goal and card versus Cardiff at twelve to one. That's with Bet three six five, but only three six five are priced up cards, so it might be longer elsewhere. So it's worth worth having a shop around before you back it. Now the fitness of McBurney is is a is a risk. He's touch and go. He's in, he's desperately needing an operation on a hernia, and he left the game on Tuesday with a boot on his foot. It looked like he picked up a pretty serious knock. Now, obviously, this is the last game before a month off, so I don't know if they'll just try and get him through these 90 minutes or if they'll send him through his operation early. But, obviously, if he doesn't feature here, don't back him, so keep your eye out on the team news because he might not play. Now, here's what he recently said about opposition fans getting on him because uh, after the Rotherham game because they were giving him a fair bit of stick. He said, it gets... An extra, uh, it gets an extra five percent out of me. I always relish it. I enjoy the hostile atmospheres. It should be fun. Now, the last bit obviously alluded to the fact that he's an ex-Swansea player and he's heading to Cardiff. So I think it's going to be tasty. He's already picked yeah. up six cards this season. Uh, he plays with an edge. He's a bit of an idiot, to be honest. Some of the stuff he does, um, and I, I, to be honest, I, I have double checked this, but I, I just. I can't believe it's true. He's yet to start against Cardiff in his career. He came on for 10 minutes for United off the bench last season, but this will be the first time he started against them and the first time he's, he's sort of faced them since leaving Swans. Uh, well, the first time, he'll, I think it's just the first time he'll be starting against them if he started, basically. From what from what I've checked, it, that might not be true. He might have played against them before he played for Swansea, but... Since since he, he went to Swansea and the rivalry developed, this will be the first time he's he's starting against Cardiff if he does. He um he was booked uh last season, I think, in his return to Wales is um uh when he started against his former club Swansea, so not the happiest returns facing to his old to his old employers. So imagine what it's gonna be like as he faces their rivals. I think given his reputation uh, and the fact that he's already picked up six cards this season, I think combining a goal with a card um, I bet that's landed on four occasions as well this season at twelve to one. He's uh, he's worth a punt given it's his maiden. He's sort of his maiden start against the Bluebirds. So moving into the long shots, what have you got for your uh, speculative speculative punt this weekend? Yeah, I've gone for a bet in the Bowen Norwich game. I've gone for Stan McCullum card at six to one with bet three six five. Um. Again, as you said earlier, no other British have priced cards yet, so it could be higher elsewhere. But for context, on Best 365, only Pukki is higher odds on it than him. Like, he's the same odds as the Norwich backup goalie, which I find a bit ludicrous. But, yeah, he's got... Um, what do you call it? Yeah, I always used to back uh, opposition left-backs against Isaiah Jones because he's a direct, pacey winger. This was what, even last season when he was playing right wing back. Now under Carrish, playing right wing will be even more of a threat going forward. And yeah, McCullum, he had a bit of an injury to start the season, but and they've rushed him back. They're lacking left back, so he might be a bit sluggish sometimes, especially playing midweek. He's had two cards in four starts, and two two of the cards came in the last three. He's up against, uh, yeah, as I said, Jones. Jones got Thompson booked midweek against Blackpool. Two of the last. Three left backs and a back four have been booked versus Jones, so that's that's a good omen. And uh, yeah, six left backs or left wing backs in general this season have been booked against Jones. 
Jones is coming back to his best. He's, as I said, he's playing more advanced. I think he will tear McCullum apart and I can see McCullum leaving a, a foot in or two against him and being booked. The one is too good to turn down. Yeah, I just um I was looking I was just going over my notes then for the long for my long shot and then the, when you said six players booked against Jones already this season, that really grabbed my attention. I didn't realise it was that many. Yeah, it's been quite a lot in recent weeks as well. Because I remember I had Fernandez who booked Preston versus Barra, and he did. Uh, I can't remember who it was the other week. Oh yeah, as I said, Thompson. Yeah, so just left back. Just he's just quick, quick, tricky. We just put it down the line and run. So left backs aren't pro- are prone to a little tug back on his shirt. So I can see McAllen doing the same thing when he's tired. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Especially with uh, with Norwich at home, where they'd be a little bit committing more bodies forward and more susceptible to the counter. All over that, yeah. Magic, yeah. For my long shot, I we're going back to the Luton v Rotherham game, and I'm going with uh, Tuesday's goal scorer Ben Wales anytime. He's at eight to one with Bet three six five. Now this was the bet I, I was almost going to put in for last weekend's game, but I had a last minute change of hearts. Um, because, well, I changed my change my hearts, but the reason I'm backing him and tipping him is because he's had a slight positional tweak, particularly away from home. He's been playing more off the striker uh, than he has been as, as one of the midfield two or three, which um, Sofa scoring, who scored on that, had him down as. I've actually been speaking to a Robin fan, and he's been, he's, saying, he's been saying this has been the case for a few games now, but... Um, it definitely was the case at Bramall Lane on Tuesday because I was there. And given Ogbené's role as a lone striker, more of a battering ram, uh, Ben Wiles, tireless Ben Wiles, often finds himself in and amongst him or off him, where often the one getting the shooting opportunity or, do you know what I mean, in, in the more likelihood, the likely positions to score. And this is reflected by the fact that he's got two in his last three. Obviously, he, he was the match winner on Tuesday and I think he scored against... Burnley. He's also um, their second high. He's also got their second highest shots per game average with one point four, and it just reflects the fact that he's he's getting quite advanced and getting in really good positions. Now, objectively, like at face value, based on his career statistics, is eight to one value absolutely not? But you got to look at, at the tweak recently, and it's more of a projection of what how many he could score and. Given the system Rotherham are playing, you would you would have to say, uh, with his quality, obviously, if it's like Bene starting or Tommy, they're obviously going to be the, the favourites to score, the, the most likely to score for Rotherham given their position. But he's got to be right up there amongst it as their as the biggest threat. So the the eight to one about him to, to find him at any time at Luton, especially considering we, we are siding with Rotherham in this podcast, uh, looks looks like a looks like a chunky price. Um, so yeah, my long shot this weekend is Ben Wiles to find the net any time at eight to one with Bet Three Six Five in Rotherham's trip to Luton. Now it's time for the feature we tried last week. We, we've actually been sneaking in ridiculous long shots since we uh, rebooted the podcast. Um, so Matthew, what have you got for? I don't know what to call it, but our ridiculous price ending uh, selection for the uh, for the uh, podcast. Yeah, you can tell we weren't keen on many games because this millionaire bet comes from two of the games we've already mentioned again. And my one is from the Norwich Borough, McCallum card and Akpom goal. And it comes in at 22.75 with that 365. 
we've already mentioned McCullum's stats and who he's up against. Axbom has four goals in his last four games, but a goal in each, and five in the last six. Altogether, season he's got eight in ten starts, and he's a player that I'd always, keep, I'd always keep an eye on because I've said comfortably he's one of the worst strikers I've ever seen play for Brighton. And I've seen some bad ones over the years, so I always keep an eye out like how has he got a move to Borough because how he was so good in Greece, then was poor in his first spell at Borough. He's come back and just scoring for fun now. Yeah, eight and ten starts, and he's against Norwich side who have kept one clean sheet in their last nine. So if anyone to score for Borough, it should be him. So, yeah, 22.75 for Akpom, Goa, McCullum, Clark. Amazing. Yeah, and I've gone back to uh, the Luton-Rotherham game and it's just a classic example of recency bias because I've gone for a bet that landed uh, for the Millers' trip to Bramall Lane and it is a Rotherham win. Wiles, anytime goal scorer and the keeper, uh, Johansson, to be carded. That comes in at 120 to 1 with bet 365, combining the two comes uh, pays out at 2,753.75. So a quid will win you just uh, 250 quid shy of three grand, which isn't bad. Um, like I say, maybe it's because it landed on Tuesday, but we spoke about Ben Wiles, we spoke about why we fancy Rotherham at Luton. Uh, the only thing to add is the fact that the keeper's been carded three times. He was carded at Bramall Lane. Um, it was a funny one. The ball hit the... Uh, hit the pole behind the goal that holds up the net and he just palmed it towards the corner flag uh, and referee Keith Stroud immediately booked him. And, uh, it looks like the referees, referees are being told to clamp down on any time-wasting antics, which obviously bodes well if, if Rotherham get their noses in front for this selection. But a speculative punt. And if you're going to combine the uh, the two, uh, two selections in a double, please, please don't go lumping on it because... It's just a bit of fun, and like we say, slim pickings this weekend. So, it's uh, it's uh, it's been tough making these selections. So, that's all our selections. Before we go, uh, can you recap your picks, please? Matt Watford goal and over four Watford corners at two point one with that fifty five. The next best was Rotherham double chance at about two point one five with that fifty five, and then the long shot was McCullum card at six to one with that fifty five. Yeah, I love that. I love to have a long shot McCallum card at 6-1. to one. That's insane. My um, nap is Borough to get a result at Norwich. That's at 8-11 to 11 with Betway. My next best is a, is a chunky price. It's McBurney to score and be carded um, as he returns to Wales in Sheffield United's game against Cardiff. That's at 12-1 to one with Bet365. And my long shot is the slightly shorter priced Ben Wiles to score any time at eight to one. That's in Luton's game against Rotherham. Now, for the um, very very long priced double that we combined to do, we've gone for a Tuba Akpom goal and a McCullen card, and we're combining that with a Rotherham win, a Johansson card, and Ben Wiles to score any time. Now that pays out at. We'll call it 2,750 to 1 with Bet365. So, before we go, this will be the last round of fixtures before the break for the World Cup. So, I don't think we'll be back until Thursday, the 10th of December, uh, in a month's time. So, Matthew, until then, it's been a pleasure and uh, speak to you after the World Cup. Yeah, I'll see you then. Yeah, this has been the second tier betting. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the World Cup and we'll be back in a month.